Hello, welcome back to the ASAP Weekly Age of Empires podcast. I know it's been a while. It's probably been a little too long, um, specifically with actual Age of Empires news, shall we say. Um, not our off-brand show that we're trying out, and I'll talk about that in a second. But first, I need to welcome our guest for today, guest host, host, temporary host, sometimes host. I don't know the official name. Co-host. Matt, how's it going, Matt? Hey, it's uh, it's going really well. It's great to be back. Thanks. For you said me. co-host. You're 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 bringing up that title. You're you're a full official. I mean, I guess that's fair. Yeah, I think I, you've I, got I, enough shows to get to earn that title. <laughs> I've just uh, promoted myself, so there you go. That's good. That's good. Well, now you're committed. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um we'll talk we'll talk about uh, a couple of things um i will say uh, i just maybe quickly on my thoughts on the aoe history um i think my initial intention was to have aoe history happen once a month i don't think it'll be happening once a month because um there's some things about our first show when it comes to kind of like preparedness and this the format that i didn't like sometimes sometimes you do that right sometimes you do a pilot episode and you try it out and something th- works and something goes don't work so um, with AOE um, history specifically, just just to kind of get over the way, I don't think it'll be a once a month show. However, I do wish to do it again with Boxer Saint, maybe when I have more time to prepare and not a million other things in my life going on. So um, AOE history is not done, but it will not be a regular show. Um, I think it'll be like like a little tidbit. Um, it'll be it'll just be sprinkled in there uh, for effect. Matt, uh, maybe I can talk to Matt a little bit here. Um, what kind of our future plans are for the age of empires show um i know we've kind of went off schedule a little bit um and i think it'll be a once a month show i think that's what we're going to aim for and um with any luck matt and i can schedule that once a month i think that would be nice a nice thing if we could have it once a month uh aoe kind of focused on the games uh so matt live on air well not really on air but live to recording (laughs) Uh, are you up for that? You up for a once a month show? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I definitely think uh, once a month is a reasonable aim. I know life gets in the way. Uh, same thing on my end. I've been super busy lately as well. Um, but yeah, I, I really enjoy these, and and once a month I think is a, is is a reasonable goal. So yeah, and I, I know we are like trying to keep it uh, to like a once every two week schedule. But um, as those who who listened, I I know they. We have not managed to live up to that. So we'll, we'll try to keep that a once a month schedule and, and we'll kind of see how it goes. Um, I'm hoping that you're still around. You're still here to listen to us when we drop this episode. Um, that I know it's a little late, but um, I, ho- I hope you enjoy it. So um, when it comes to the format, I actually asked our listeners, Matt, uh, what kind of they wanted the focus to be of this episode. Um, and overwhelmingly, at least our Discord listeners are definitely AOE2 fans. Um, and I think in general, I think the way that we're going to see the show now, or I'm going to, I'm going to kind of operate the show is that this is an AOE two kind of show. Actually, let me put it this way. We're an age of everything, age of empires show. Okay. We're going to try to bring you the updates from everything. Um, even AOE three, sometimes, uh, AOE four, definitely. I want to keep tabs on even AOE one. Okay. If there's some update, we'll, we'll throw it in. Um, I think when it comes to formatting, I know at the beginning of every episode, I've been putting AOE, uh, AOE, AOE 2, AOE 3, AOE 4. From now on, that's gone, okay? Um, as of now, in 2022, okay, the way the show will function is as follows, okay? You will have AOE history, which will be the, the one-off specials from time to time uh, about history, and then you will have AOE, all right? Simply that, all right? Age of Empires, all of them, Okay. Um, and we'll cover whatever the most pressing things are. 
Um, so I think the good thing will be for those who uh, do listen or do like AOE 2, that will be the main focus. Most of the talk will be related to it. Um, however, I want to kind of make it a little more broad so we can talk a little bit of AOE 4 here or there. And it'll just, all the shows are now going to be mixed. They're not going to be kind of clear, distinct episodes. Uh, they'll just all be Age of Empires. And I think that'll be the best way going forward. Um, yeah, so <laughs> with that in mind, with that whole spiel in mind at the beginning here, um, let's jump into this monster of an episode. I'm going to say up front, there's a lot of news. There's a lot of patches. There's a lot of things we want to talk about. So when it comes to the actual kind of tournament results, um, I don't think we'll actually get to it this uh, month. So so uh, those who might be wanting us to review some of those things, I'm sorry, but there there is so much like in-game news that I do want to cover and, and things I want to talk about because we've been off for so long when it comes to the main shows uh, that that will have to wait till next month. Uh, where hopefully we won't have a million other news things to talk about and we can maybe focus a little bit on results and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, let's let's uh, jump into things here. Oh, actually, no, I got Matt. I'm sorry, I lied. I got one more announcement. <laughs> this, this is what no happens worries. when you have... This, this is your show. This is my show? Yeah, yeah, I'm allowed to do what I want. Um, no, uh, the last announcement is that kind of penciled in. So if you're in the Discord, you'll be able to kind of uh, see this a little more clearly but we're looking at king of the castle that big that our, our kind of community tournament where where i stream some of the uh defending the title there you know we have we have our our king and our lords and our kind of uh yeah our, our champions of the discord who defend their title against other members of the discord so potentially we're kind of looking at um friday march the 18th to be our next kind of defense or next stream of the defense so that would be at 7 p.m eastern time uh on friday march the 18th so that you can keep that in mind circle that in um i'll throw in the discord as well at some point once this episode goes up so if you're interested in either watching or participating more news in the discord okay let's get into age of empires because there's a million topics to talk about but the biggest one for me my my kind of big topic is I'm curious how this will affect maybe the future of RTS in general um, is the fact that Microsoft has acquired um, Blizzard Activision. And now, Matt, you might ask, what might you ask, Matt? Actually, what might you ask, Matt, <laughs> if, if, I, if I say that statement? Um, well, I might ask. Well, first of all, this is, uh, this is news to me. I only found out about this today. Um, Matt, Matt has been in it you know this is this is when you know you have adult priorities you know what I mean you don't have time to like keep up on, <laughs> on business no, no, acquisitions no. in the video game sphere <laughs> no 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 time to to follow every news there's a lot of world news uh that's that's uh keeping us all um I preoccupied don't know. preoccupied no. yeah th- there's the word I was looking for um yeah so I've I myself I've played uh a few blizzard games mostly starcraft 2 I, I enjoyed starcraft 2 back in the day um but blizzard has really sort of it's its heyday has has uh passed it's no longer a, a big big name i mean it's still a big name everyone knows blizzard but it's no longer the titan it used to be um, well if, if i might give a little bit of background because i actually i don't know how much you know about this matt right um there was the giant blizzard scandal right when it comes to treatment of employees and, and like sexual harassment things. Um, I don't know if you, if you heard about all that. Yeah. I heard about some of that. Yeah. Um, and so 
the big thing was is I I think I think honestly Blizzard Activision right so remember this is now Blizzard and Activision have been the same company for a couple of years now I mean a couple like a while right um, but they like so they have Call of Duty included with that they have StarCraft and Warcraft which are probably the biggest properties when it comes to RTS um, and relating to Age of Empires and I'll talk about that in a second but um, yeah they they were kind of i think the company was completely in a mess um with so many scandals so many terrible things um, if you if you look into it there there is so much on there and so it was quite interesting that microsoft would take this risk to buy it um i think it does kind of rebrand the company however is this just slapping the microsoft logo to cover up kind of you know the the mess right you don't have to worry about it being blizzard is this just like slapping a starcraft logo um sorry sorry is this just uh slapping a microsoft logo on top of activision blizzard and then it's like oh the company hasn't actually changed but we're just making it look like it's changed right or are they actually gonna do well to maybe try to improve some of that corporate structure and avoid you know terrible things that that were happening previous uh, when it comes to working conditions um specifically for women but in general right Uh, some of the things that that they were talking about um so that's that's maybe a big question that that is on the mind of a lot of things um but we're we're gonna yeah and you can you can maybe read into that i'm sure there's a million youtube videos to to research that so feel free to do so um when it pertains to specifically um rts games there's a couple things that that make me genuinely curious about this and the two biggest kind of properties are warcraft not world warcraft but warcraft and um starcraft right is there going to be some merger is there going to be like are we going to have age of starcraft in the future i I think i tricked about in the previous episode um but you know they have these ips they have these rts games the the different brands of rts um and i think it is exciting in the fact that maybe some studios could cross over Uh, maybe you can actually get support for for some of those games or you know starcraft 3 in the future or an actual Warcraft uh, 3 remake, because that was also a botch. I don't know if you heard about that, Matt, um, but it was, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I, I heard that they were supposed to re- do a Warcraft 3 remastered, and then I, I'd never heard about it, so I, I, I don't know what's up with that. Okay, so let me put it this way. I, I had bought Warcraft 3 remastered or whatever it was, right? I think they called it Reforged. Um, and then I got a refund, <laughs> okay? Because Why is that? Well, they gave out pretty pretty good refunds because it was it was so terrible. Um, so it'd be one thing, okay, if it was just a remaster where they like made everything look quality wise, right, Matt? Like, uh, like it just looked better, right? Yeah, I mean that's what you expect in a in a remastered version of a of an old game. Yeah, so and I mean that's a, I think that's a reasonable expectation to have. Yeah, if, we, if we're compared to Age of Empires, maybe we can think um, Age of Empires HD versus Age of Empires Definitive Edition, right? Oh, yeah. HD is... Huge, huge difference. A huge difference, but, like, HD is still pretty good, right? It's just a graphical oh, update. Oh, of course. Of course, yeah. So so uh, maybe just fixing some bugs, graphical update. But, you know, it's not, it's not redefining the game. It's not making it very new, right? I think Definitive Edition has really changed um, the game for the better. But um, the... Yeah, with with reforged, um, they didn't. First of all, the the visual upgrade wasn't that good, okay. But second of all, uh, the game didn't work properly. <laughs> like like the bare minimum you have to do is release the same game with better looking. Uh, but they released a new game that was worse, or sorry, was was maybe slightly better looking sometimes, 
but didn't work half the time. And then not only that, they got rid of the servers for the original game. So they just completely made it unplayable. They did everything wrong. <laughs> what do you mean? Like bugs and, and like, but yeah, yeah. they created bugs and crashes and like the game, like you, you just, I, man, it's been a while since I heard about this, uh, since I remembered uh, hearing about this news, but the game essentially, there was so many bugs that you could no longer like play rank ladder. You like the campaigns, like you'd have errors. You, I think you'd have like blocks appear. You know what I mean? Sometimes instead of images, that's instead brutal. Of, like, that's it's, that's it's really like, bad. That's every. <laughs> yeah, that's a disaster. Everything that could have went wrong went wrong. So you know, maybe for some RTS fans, for us RTS fans, it might be cool if they actually rebuilt that project from the ground up, um, and and have that IP. And maybe sure. one thing to talk about here, and this is just general business strategy, right? Um, but I think with this acquisition, what Microsoft is going for a little bit is having, and uh, hey, actually, you can thank, I mean, this idea, I think I got a little bit from uh, the, I believe I was listening to, well, our friends like Gaming Together. I believe it's from Gaming Together I got this idea, but if, if it's not, if it's from another podcast, I'm sorry, I listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, so, uh but they're talking about how i think the idea is to have all these different niche games maybe like the whole rts genre on game pass right so they're building kind of this model of um of having all these different types of games that if you're playing this paying this service you know per month you can play all these games and so that way they they have a service they have a model that they can follow every month to month it doesn't change and that's kind of the new way a lot of these companies are functioning so they're they they become a streaming service <laughs> instead of a you know instead of selling games um and you know having all these niche products like a, like maybe a blizzard like a starcraft 3 like a, a call of duty will kind of feel uh, fill some of those niches and so if you have a bunch of these niches right even if just by the fact that they're there on the service and there's enough people who play them regularly and justify the resubscription kind of like a netflix might create a whole bunch of new movies right or tv shows just to justify the resubscription of original content um maybe that's kind of how microsoft is looking at this to have rts is not necessarily the biggest genre in the world but if you want all your rts like let's just say we got all the rts fans to have xbox game pass um that can be considered a success so that's i think that's the angle they're looking at what do you think of that matt yeah i I think uh a couple things that, that you touched on um so uh, personally, I'm, I'm not a fan of this uh, subscription service model. I'd rather just sort of, you know, pay up front and have access to it and, you know, unlimited access and not have to, to pay a fee every month to, to play a game. Um, but more, more sort of uh, more interestingly, I really think that because Microsoft has now has all these well-known IPs, you know, Warcraft was huge. Starcraft 2 was even bigger. Um, they now have access to these IPs. Well, hold on, hold on, and- hold on. To be fair, I think as an IP, World of, look, Warcraft, like World of Warcraft, right? Where 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 it came yep. where Warcraft is the bigger IP. <laughs> it is by uh, yeah. far the, the most yes. recognized one, I think, from Blizzard. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah, I think so. Maybe I'm I'm speaking from my perspective. I never played uh, World of Warcraft. Um, but I do know it was once upon a time, it was very, very popular. It's like the more um, famous RuneScape. <laughs> yeah, exa- exactly. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, th- I really think that, uh, you know, Microsoft, uh, the RTSs that Microsoft designs are very different from 
the sort of fast-paced uh, RTSs that uh, that Blizzard is known for. Mm. And so seeing how, um, I, I guess I'm just interested in, in seeing how that's going to translate. You know, if they do, you mentioned StarCraft Three, that'd be really cool. What that's what's that going to look like? Is that going to still feel like a Blizzard game, uh, an old Blizzard game? Just you know, with, with obviously new new engine and, and new graphics, um, or is it going to take on a more sort of uh, Microsoft feel? I think those are those are interesting questions, and I'm definitely interested in seeing uh, what's what's going to happen on that front. No, for sure, and I think I think as we go in this episode, I do want to talk a little bit about the feel of the game because um, I have some I have some changing thoughts on AOE four. All right. And it's not that it's a bad game, okay? Don't don't get it twisted. Um, but I'm I'm having some inkling feelings, okay? And and we'll that'll be your foreshadowing for later in the episode. Um, okay, let's get into a bunch of things now with AOE two. All right. Um, so yeah, talking about Microsoft acquisition, let's get into AOE two. Um, I first want to kind of go over the year in review that they posted on February eighth, um, earlier this month. So this is I think this is just good to to kind of get a recap of what they've what they've accomplished this year is kind of new and then uh uh and then we can maybe get into the new patch that uh, happened okay so um here it is this is what they did this year um with aoe2 they created the uh co-op campaigns and scenarios i believe we tried this together map is that is that we, correct yeah we played one uh, co-op campaign together once many once. months ago <laughs> i think it was uh, for this podcast though to to, to kind of see how it felt right yeah, it was right before the last show I was on, so it must have been, jeez, I don't know. How long ago was that? You, you take too many gaps, all right? If you want to be a permanent... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that's right. Co-host. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll keep it. No, but but it's cool. Yeah, I think this was cool. Um, the We had the gaming... Yeah, I'm going to mention the gaming together, guys, again, because... Uh, we're, we're cool uh but no we we had they tried this out right and it was fun because one of them like really knew how to play and the one of them had no idea and so it was really fun in the sense that like the player who knew how to play could like kind of beat the campaign and then your your friend can just just try to figure out what's going on right so um i i think that was a really cool touch and, and maybe it's better than like jumping into like a ranked or like a standard session when there's a specific campaign so like it means there's sometimes maybe like slightly less options for what to do, or maybe it's kind of a little more focused, right? You might get an army instead of having to make one, um, which is nice for new players. So I, I think it's a success in general. I don't think there's anything bad with it. Um, is it necessarily revolutionary? I don't think so, right? I think a lot of people just play uh, two-player games, right? I don't know how what the inkling is for, for us to continue. I know we had fun. Um, I think... All right, because the big thing is that they actually have story-driven historical narratives now. Because I think when we did it, it was only um, the scenarios, right? And now they actually have full campaigns. So I think that actually adds a lot to it. I don't, I don't think we've yeah, even talked right. about that. Yeah, That's right, because the first uh, few scenarios they released were from the, uh, the Battles of the Conquerors, or historical battles, I think they're called now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's very little sort of story. But since then, they've released several full-length campaigns you know five six scenarios and uh and and there's a real sense of progression and i think like you said this isn't this is nothing new this isn't revolutionary you know in the past you could grab a friend and hop online and play against the ai and and still have a good time 
but I think this is really good because, uh, you know, like I really like the Age of Empires 2 campaigns. And so, um, you know, having the chance to, to, to play a campaign, but with a friend as a cooperative uh, experience, I think that's really neat. And, uh, and it's, it's a lot of fun. I mean, admittedly, I haven't, I've only played that one game with you, but um, th this sounds like something I could definitely, I would definitely get uh, on board. For sure, for sure, I I completely agree. Um, another thing that yeah, so so I I yeah, nothing, not, no no bad things to say about this. It's cool. It's cool that they're adding stuff, right? It's nice to be part of a game where they they regularly add information, right? Exactly. It's really great to see. I mean, this is an old game, right? I, you know, sure they've they've remastered it, um, in HD, but this is an old game, and there's a lot of nostalgia, kind of associated with Age of Empires two and it's really good to see that they keep adding new content and they're really supporting the game. Um, and I, I don't want to harp on this, but I think the fact that there is this push for this like streaming style service actually does help games like Age of Empires um, to at least maybe maybe if it's not going to be like two campaigns a year to at least have some content that comes out every year. Um because it fulfills that niche and there might be people like you know what I mean? Like I, I think yeah. it, it means that the game like, as long as there's a certain number, right? I don't know what the number is, right? But there's a certain number of active players um, either buying the expansions or just, you know, playing it on Xbox Game Pass. If there's a certain number of players are doing that, it will justify a continual update. and means even, you know, we'll always have that regular player base that we've always had. And I think that's that's amazing. It's much better than a game where no, no, no support is happening. Which, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. it, it keeps the game alive and it keeps fans uh interested and it really incentivizes uh the company to continue to to come out with new content uh, so i think that's really great for sure for sure um what are the other some other things that were added in age of empires to uh this previous year matchmaking options so uh thanks to the red bull wololo series empire wars was added as a ranked matchmaking queue so that's really cool if you want a little bit sped up version of the game where you kind of start with more villagers and, and more stuff and just it just moves faster um, so they added that and they also add a new quick play option where you could, um, literally click quick play. You, you join, um, someone else in the world and then you play against AI. So, um, nice kind of like quick feature to, to like play with someone without the stress of like, you know, ranked. <laughs> yeah. Again, really cool. This caters to, you know, all these different options cater to, to different players with different preferences. So nothing bad to say here. Uh, no, for sure. For sure. We'll continue on. Um, the expansions that happened this year was the Lords of the West expansion and the Dawn of the Dukes. Um, if I were to recap this, Lords of the West to me was the beginning of more interesting civilizations, um, for like the Brigandians and Sicilians, I think were, were probably the biggest steps into actually creating civs that, that feel different in Age of Empires 2, which is probably one of the things that we haven't had as much, um, to varying degrees of success, but... I think the biggest success of that campaign was specifically that. Um, I don't, I didn't kind of, I didn't, I wasn't like super, super fan of the campaigns. I didn't mind them, but they, were, they didn't kind of grip me when it came to the Lord of the West expansion. The Dawn of the Dukes, I would say is, is kind of the, well, maybe not the opposite, but um, Dawn of the Dukes, I think the interesting Civ was the Bohemians. I think the Poles are a great Civ, but I don't necessarily think they're so much different from other Civs. Does that make sense? They're very similar to Lithuanians, which, makes sense historically um but 
but the bohemians were kind of the newer civ but i would say that my my biggest i feel for success is the dawn of the dukes they really went all out on the campaign and it was very different and they yes. had a whole bunch of fun different types of missions and all all three of the campaigns intertwined so if you if you did them in order yes. um it felt like you were jumping to different parts of the historical story and it was it, i just loved everything about it and i hope that when we have future campaigns they they add the same creativity like that 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 castle wars like thing where you destroy a castle and your castle pops up i love that um and um and yeah having these whatever your two or three campaigns intertwine historically happen around the same time so you kind of see different characters in a timeline i think that both of those things really add to the campaign experience to me this is my favorite aoe2 campaign by far like bar none um and i hope i hope the kind of they continue in that vein it's the most aoe2 campaign i've played ever so um i i really hope that continues yeah um i t- i totally agree uh everything about the the uh the new expansions um specifically dawn of the dukes is fantastic lords of the west was a bit of a a swing sometimes a hit sometimes a miss um like you said the the new civilizations really felt quite different and uh, you know there were there were various uh there there was a wide range of of reactions from fans specifically um to the uh the sicilian tech that turns all their villagers into you know basically champions like a mix of a champion and a halberd year which is pretty obscene um the uh, the revolution one forget what it's called flemish revolution flemish revolution yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that's right um some of these concepts are actually taken you know sort of directly unapologetically like copy pasted from age of empires 3 um so yeah i mean i i'm i was very excited to see the expansion i played the campaigns um i will say that uh actually hold that thought i'm going to talk about uh, dawn of the dukes very briefly yeah the bohemians poles uh, both the great civilizations i really like uh, both those civs like you said the campaigns uh, are my favorite as well i really like how you can see um when you do the campaigns you can meet the same characters um from from the previous campaign and the new campaign except from the other side uh and and so that's that was really fun and and interesting the castle wars one where you have to destroy castles and another one is uh, and yours is built in its place i i liked it but i also really hated it it was really frustrating so (laughs) that's you you know what was more frustrating i think it was a little buggy um i had some issues issues like i don't think like i i thought it was really good i don't think it was implemented exactly right because there was one time i'm like I destroyed their castle and their own castle popped up again. <laughs> you know, I, I did have yeah, a little yeah. bit of frustration. However, it I think the reason it was fun it was because it was so different that it felt like I was playing a mini game. You know what I mean? Yeah, it felt like a completely different game. It, it, it was like a mini game exactly. That's exactly what it felt like, which is which is cool. Uh frustrating but cool. Um This was a level up fear. I didn't mention it, but like the level up of the heroes, I love that. Uh give me overpowered heroes in these campaigns <laughs> yeah yeah i forgot about that actually that was a that was a really interesting change um and now uh, going back to the lords of the west um 
actually they the campaigns in lords of the west did some of that as well like the intertwining i didn't get far enough (laughs) oh okay well uh no spoilers but uh you know you do meet some characters from the original um the original age of empires 2 like pre-conquerors uh, oh no no no! I, I I I know that I did I did beat with the Edward Longshanks campaign. Um, however, I feel like with the new campaigns, I feel like because you're playing it immediately after, I feel like they should be as close as possible, not just like references to other parts. If that makes sense, because it, yeah, it's that, it's fair. quite jarring going from a campaign they made in like 2005 <laughs> to to then playing one they made in 2021. <laughs> yeah, I mean that, that's fair, but I I think uh, I think they've made uh, I don't know. It all feels like the same game. Like the the campaigns, yeah. Some to of them be show, fair, show I, their I, age. Mm-hmm. Some of them show their age, but they're not. They still feel like the same game. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think to be fair to you, I think you played it through most, or if not all, the AOE two campaigns, right? Yeah, I have. So yeah. I I think you have much more familiarity with it, um, as opposed to me, who I've probably just played. The tutorial and the um, Joan of Arc campaigns, I think, if, if I were to guess from my memory before I played these ones, um, the newer ones. I, I love the Joan of Arc campaign. Uh, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll say that much. Uh, awesome, awesome. Okay, um, I think I think that's good. On, kind of on the recap, there's a couple little other little little things, but um, some UI things and stuff. But I, I general, that's kind of the recap of what happened anyway. Two, and guess what? Luckily. Um, we had a patch update just recently, so that makes this <laughs> episode somewhat timely. <laughs> um, AOE 2 Definitive Edition had an update. It was update 59165. Uh, it came out February 22nd, 2022, so a couple days before this recording. So here are the, some of the big things that happened. Um, but, oh, there's like, some rewards. Hold on. Game. There it is. Uh, mostly we're seeing just... Wow, there's I don't I'm not seeing actually that much uh, when it comes to the gameplay itself. Um, just some fixes, some bug fixes, some V-Sync UI things. I'm actually not seeing anything when it comes to balance. Probably there probably was a balance patch earlier that we missed. Oh. Um, <laughs> if you'll have to look through it. Um, however, no, they're they, no, yeah, yeah they t- they talk mostly about uh, like crashes and things and. Um and uh some ui changes performance changes yeah and they're also saying about like cheating as well and q dodging um so they're hoping to make maybe make some updates to that i'm actually gonna really quickly here check if there was an update uh since i think i believe we looked in november right um it was probably the last time we reviewed aoe 2 so i'm quickly gonna look to see if there's any uh any other updates that I might have missed just so that we are up to date because there, there might have been some. I mean, I know there's map rotation, which I guess we could talk about. Uh, and give me two more seconds as I scroll here and try to find it. Yeah, I'm looking for it as well. There was one January 31st. So maybe I can take a look about that. Um... Okay, so January 31st. I mean, yeah, I don't think we we covered this one. uh, So we could probably safely go over it as well. Uh, Ooh, this this one has a couple more um, kind of crash fixes. But uh, the big thing here is um, some new... The new co-op campaigns, which which we just talked about, actually. 
Uh, ooh, random maps. So I think they're like making, wow. The, there's a lot here, but there's nothing that really like sticks out to me. I don't know if that makes sense. Uh, I'm still not seeing any kind of patch update. So it seems like the big updates did happen in kind of the prior patch. Um, yeah, I think I think that's right. I think that's right. Uh, here, I guess I guess we can really quickly, really quickly, just for our real diehards here, <laughs> take a look at the rank map rotation that came with the newest patch. So just a couple days ago. So we have, um. 1v1 random map pool. We have Arabia Arena, Four Lakes. Ooh, Haboob. I don't think I've played on this one yet. Nomad Runestones. And Socotra. Socotra is kind of this island <laughs> in the middle there. Uh, Runestones. I think I've actually seen a couple tournaments and Haboob. I have not played. Um, it, it has kind of the tree line on the outside and this quite open map, honestly. But yeah, Return of Nomad. Uh, arena four legs and arabia are pretty standard i think so um yeah nothing nothing too too surprising here i don't think uh i'm, I'm kind of curious i'm sure i'm sure if we play a couple of these maybe maybe some of these maps how they how they play out um habu feels like african clearing i believe was the name um i don't know if you remember that map where it's just trees on the outside yeah yeah i think there, there was something like that i don't think i've played on that map oh, okay that one was kind of annoying because like I believe it was also a nomad map for that one. Um, this was on a nomad, right. but but that one was a nomad one, and so you you just kind of place your your town center right beside the trees right away, so you can yeah, it it, it kind of played weird. It was a weird nomad because like I think in some of the nomad maps, the cool thing is trying to like desperately find resources like like somewhere to plop down right beside resources. While in that one, it was like always just go to the trees or. You know, because it's a little bit safer and you can you can defend yourself quite easily. Because um, if you went out to like maybe get fish, I think yeah, there was a little fishing spaces. Um, but yeah, okay, not. I think I think I guess maybe what I could say if if anyone in the Discord does want to maybe give their comments on the maps, I know there are a couple people who were talking about it. Uh, but if you want to at me in the Discord and tell me what you think of some of these new maps, how they're playing, a yes, no, nay, yay, um, and we can maybe talk about it in the next episode. I think that would be good. Um, yeah, good to ponder. And we also have that questions channel. Oh my goodness. Which we haven't used in a while, but if you want to throw uh, some questions for us uh, for our next episode in the questions channel, feel free. Um, it has a slow mode, so you, only, you can only put one question every six hours, but uh, feel free to use that and we'll use it here on the show. Um, wow, we actually have some questions from there, which I think we'll have to get to in a future episode because we're uh, steamrolling on. Um, Okay, Matt. I'm gonna give you a choice here, cause, cause actually we're 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 doing pretty good time here. Um, do you want to at least react to the most recent AOE two tournament, um, or should we get right into some AOE four discussion? Uh, I'm happy to to react. Uh, I will admit I have not seen the tournament, but, but... no, but it might be a good update, just like kind of where you know who's who's winning, who's not winning. Sure. Oh my goodness. Sure, I actually let's do that. You mentioned uh, your viewers wanted Age of Empires 2 content, so we, we got to yes. do what the viewers ask. Yes. Uh, probably the biggest Esther tournament was the Wandering Warriors uh, Cup in Age of Empires 2, where the Viper defeated Doubt. Um, that ended at the beginning of this month. Um, the Viper's still on top, but Doubt being runner up is actually really cool. Um, Doubt kind of uh, last year, right? Around this time <laughs> in the January tournament. 
um, in a Red Bull Wolo 3 1. Uh, and he's one of the oldest players in the game. And then this time he was a runner up. So I think that's really cool. Dow kind of staying in there in that top mix. But the Viper taking out, yeah, Viper kind of on a mission, I feel. Um, and, and just doing yeah. so well. <laughs> yeah, Viper's been putting on some pretty remarkable displays uh in 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 recent times both age of empires two and four he's it's it's incredible what he what he's able to <laughs> he's do. doing in both right <laughs> yeah exactly that's that's the other thing it's it's so impressive he you know he's mastered both games and uh yeah so so um that's something to keep in mind uh i will say as well there of the tournaments right now it doesn't look like we have many s tier tournaments happening right now there's some qualifiers happening so if, if you're interested in that you can maybe take a look at twitch and 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 or the liquipedia and see see what's happening but um the in aoe2 specifically it doesn't look like we have um any big terms happening until march uh, that's what i'm seeing right now on, on the liquipedia so um yeah, we'll, we'll have some time to, maybe to, to actually digest those next episodes. So that's good. Okay, there's your quick recap. Viper's still on top uh, when, when it comes to AoE 2. Okay, um, now we're here. Let's talk about AoE 4. <laughs> um, what should I do? Should I start with the patch or should I start with some general thought? I, I know I'm throwing it to you here, but I'm just kind of curious. What Do you want to get into discussion or do you want me to kind of talk about some of the, the changes they've made? Um, I think I think we can start with some of the uh, some of the balance changes because the the last sure. patch was was mm -hmm. mainly balance changes nerfs to to fishing and nerfs to siege weapons in various ways and and the Mongols got nerfed as well. Yeah, uh, let's get into it. Let's get into it. So, um, general, ooh, animation canceling issues. That actually that's actually a big thing of the game. Oh. I have a random side note about AoE 4 and the StarCraft players are driving me mad. I mean, they have a point, but they need to stop talking about it because they think it's it's they think it's a bug, but it's a feature. But it's it's also a bug, but they just complain about it so much. Um, if anyone's been listening to any StarCraft people talk about... Okay, Matt, I want you to tell me what happens in AoE 2 and AoE 4 when you... Um, when you make a control group of two buildings that are opposite sides of the map. Um, I think I well, trick question. I think it uh, it centers the camera on on one of them. No, neither of them. All neither right, them. in it's the like middle. A, in the middle, right? Okay, okay. That was. Gonna and be they are going there. wild now. They have a point. Okay, they have a point that it should probably just literally center on whichever one's closer um, to where your current map is. Like that really yeah. should be it. At the same time, it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> <laughs> they've been going on like this is this is the biggest curse in the game i'm like i i don't know what you're talking about it's annoying but it's not like you know death it's, anyway it's not you know game breaking or yeah i it's not a big deal i don't think um but yeah they're complaining and they are showing their starcraft elitism so there you go <laughs> so there you go and i fixed up bugs here Ooh. Um, trebuchets, for instance, now actually deal area effect damage when missing their intended targets. Um, and then a couple other bugs here. Uh, oh, then, then here, yeah, now we're actually getting into the updates here. Scout costs increased from 60 to 70 food, so that's that's a nice, I guess, change. I don't, I don't know how much. Yep. That feels like definitely one of those, what do you call it? Like, 
Like, how'd you, how'd you, I mean, I don't mind small incremental changes, but like, why'd you think of that, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, from what I've seen, a lot of players like to open with a scout at the beginning, just so they can see more of the map and steal more sheep. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, I, I think it makes sense to to up the, the food cost a little bit. Also, I've seen in, in high high ranked games, uh, people use scouts, you know, big groups of scouts to to dive the mm. opponent's army and, and snipe siege weapons. Um, so I think a, a small nerf in, in the form of a of an increased food cost is is probably fair. I don't know that this really does anything. I think a 10 food increase is very minimal personally and you know i'm obviously not a high-ranking player um so i don't know all the ins and outs of balance but i think uh they could have they could have increased the food cost a little bit more maybe 80 um i don't know uh, i yeah no I, I think i think it's a good change i just think they could have maybe done more no for sure um what i will say before we kind of move on to the fishing nerfs i would say um what what I want to kind of mention here as well is I believe they're still in beta for the AOE4 uh, ranked, so that rank system is coming, and you know that right. that kind of that kind of feels like the actual release date of the game a little bit. Um, we, yeah, we just, we've... <laughs> yeah, it, it does, it does because um, yeah, I mean you know campaigns and and unranked and versus AI is all all great and stuff, but uh, it's good to see that the the latter is coming. So. There you go. There you go. Um, fishing. Yeah, fishing has been nerfed, I would say, right? Uh, harvest rate for fishing ship has been reduced from 0.75 to 0.66. Wait. Is that this? Is that how fast it takes it or like the speed of the fishing ship? Like what? No, no, no. It's uh, it's how fast the ship uh, gathers food. Yeah, so the fish, the, the, sh the ship, the fish, <laughs> the fish gathers, uh, the ship gathers the food slower. Is yeah, slower and also the total amount Carries of less. food mm -hmm. is is less. So, uh, fishing has been nerfed. I think this is a sensible change because, uh, you know, in the early game, and it's the same principle in uh, in yeah, Age of Empires yeah. two. Yeah, uh, you know, if you have essentially a second town center, your your dock acts as a second town center, and your fishing ships act as additional villagers. You know, you can boom your economy much, much faster than an opponent who isn't making fishing ships. So, it, I, you know, I think, uh, and it was just, uh, it just seemed too powerful. I think, uh, so it's good to to see that they uh, they nerfed uh, fishing. Yeah, and it definitely, OE four feels like the more active nerfs, just because it is the newer game, and they're just trying to find that balance. Yeah. Um, so, so I, I definitely see that. Um, there's siege weapons here. Siege formations catch up speed reduced from 100% to 40%. So apparently, your siege units they they got a booster speed when yeah, they repositioned. <laughs> yeah, that's right. All units do this. So if you have like a block of units that you're moving, and then you order them to turn suddenly, um, so not the entire formation won't turn at the same speed. The the units on the outside of the formation will actually move quicker to travel that further distance. So, and I don't know, I guess this was maybe uh, an exploit that that players could could uh, use to sort of move their siege weapons across the field faster. I don't really know, but uh, yeah, but, you know, nothing, nothing wrong with this. I think this is a good change. 
It makes sense too, right? I think siege weapons are so important to like pick off, and it's just you know that, that can be yeah, kind of and yeah, we're, and we're gonna talk about siege because there's quite a quite a bit here, but siege weapons in general across the board just got a pretty significant nerf, which I think was a was a long time coming. They're still obviously very powerful, um, but uh, there are some answers now to, to siege. For sure. Chin- Chinese siege specifically. And we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, horseman, camel riders, fire lance, and knight torch bonus damage versus siege increase. So there you go. Uh, yeah, t- so there you 10, go. This 20. An, yeah, this is an indirect nerf to siege weapons by buffing um, damage from uh, fast melee units. Uh, for sure. Um, bombard health uh, reduced. 480 to 400 so yep uh um, and there's additional changes to chinese specific bombard health below uh so here i'm just trying to trying to find it here um where yeah, so oh, no, the, oh we'll get to that we'll get to the chinese specific ones in a sec sorry i'm gonna keep going okay <laughs> yeah yeah no uh, uh siege weapons now also deal their bonus damage versus ships that's a nice little touch um, yeah i actually i would like to dwell on this a little bit because okay um because i think this is a good change because um, in a similar way, we talked about uh, fishing ships and how they're so powerful in the early game because it's additional villagers, essentially. Um, later in the game, if you manage to push your opponent off of water um, and you keep, you know, you keep ships, you keep a, a, you know, site onto their shoreline so they can't build any docks, you've now effectively denied water to your opponent. Uh, which is a huge source of food. It's a source of trade. There are there are trading posts that you can take advantage of that your opponent can't. And so, being able to um, to push your opponent away from your shoreline to give you enough time to build a dock and maybe build up a fleet, um, I think this is a good change. Uh, it's probably you know if you're if you've been pushed off water, you're still at a massive disadvantage even with this change. Um, but I think it it uh this helps to to remedy uh some of that so i think this is a good change i'm so happy to have you on for this because i feel like you've gone into some of these specifics um like the nitty-gritty here maybe not specifics but i just i just can tell you've been playing this game a lot (laughs) yeah i i i have been and uh i've been sort of thinking about it as well sort of i saw this patch and i thought oh that's that's really interesting and i I, you know i I have some thoughts and i have some opinions uh so Um, I'm, i'm happy to to share them no, it's good. It's good. It's good um, where where I where I discover that you're you're well prepared for this. Um, the siege weapons, all of them, pretty much have, their move speed has been uh, reduced. This is to kind of make siege weapons that l- lumbering, slow, and powerful powerful unit instead of you know the 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 current ability, which was lots of lots of running around. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Before this patch, um, you know, Chinese late game late game comps were like nest of bees and bombards, and like not much else. So, <laughs> I think uh, I think this 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 patch uh, does some things to to address that and to to encourage more variety. Uh, for sure, for sure. Um, I think yeah. Let's get into the Civ specific uh, changes here. The Abbasid uh, Dynasty, um, their age of time reduced, and I, I'm going to actually read a little bit of the developer note here. Um, they like the speed ability to speed up landmark construction times uh, with villagers to age up, unlike the yes. other civs, so uh, I think that's the big reason for this change. 
Yeah, this is fantastic because if you need to, if you're any other Civ and you need to rush to the next stage, you can take 20 villagers and drop that landmark, uh, you know, instantly, practically. But Abbasid don't have um, that advantage, so they have to actually wait for that progress bar to finish and there's no way of speeding it up. Uh, so again, uh, great change. Um, both the Abbasid Dynasty and the Delhi Sultanate, they have a share change because uh, they have... I believe the same unit here. Uh, increase explosive do Yeah, uh, Dow. I, I I don't know how to Dao. pronounce that, but it's it's, it's their uh, it's their incendiary ship, their, ex their explosive ship. Oh, their explosive ship. Uh, from one to two tiles, so matches the intended explosion radius. So so it just looks better, is what you're telling me. Um, but they actually do increase it. So so I guess before you'd have this explosion, but it wouldn't necessarily always hit. Or like the radius wasn't always reflective of where the action, like whether it was hitting it or not. Uh, yeah, that... I think I think this brings their. I mean, I I don't know exactly, but I think this brings their explosive ships in line with other civs' explosion ships and actually mm -hmm. explosion ships. Wow, say say, say that three times fast. Um, <laughs> uh, and uh, there's also a nerf earlier. We 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 didn't talk about it. Uh, there isn't much to talk about. There's a there was a bug where the explosive ship had massive range and it was just obscene. So they've they've addressed that and I think they've brought the explosive Dow of the Delhi and uh, Abbasid in line so that it matches the other explosive ships. Yeah, and that makes total total sense. Um, so another thing here is berry harvest bonus increase as well. Um, yeah, so, so essentially, uh, yeah, so their uh, their unique uh, orchard, I think it's called, mechanic, where mm -hmm. they build a mill next to some berries. the The berries double their uh, their their food, um, their total food, and and they the villagers also gather faster. So they got a buff to that, and that's to offset the fact that they can't hunt boar. Yeah, no, and uh, that 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 makes sense. So yeah, they're they're kind of making the the sieves feel more unique, or letting the the uniqueness of the sieves kind of show, as opposed to, like like actually make it special. If that makes sense. Yeah, um, they they sort of tweak the the unique uh, bonuses of the sieve and and kind of make it stand out just a little bit more. It's not a massive change, but I, it, it does have uh, it does have an impact on the game. For sure, for sure. Uh, yeah, here, let's get into uh, the Chinese who probably, yeah, there's some big changes here. Uh, Clock Tower yeah. Bombard Health reduced from 720 to 600. Uh, what do you think about that? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's the same thing, right? Bombards got a nerf to their health, so did uh, the Clock Tower Bombards. 600 is still huge, so Chinese fans, uh, don't worry. It's still a lot of health to, to chew through. Uh, it's just not as obscene. Uh, for sure. Um, and we have the official unit, uh, can no longer use supervise on landmarks. Ooh, interesting. Uh, yeah. So this was a, a big problem and I used to do this all the time cause it's so powerful. <laughs> uh, you use the supervisability to massively speed up the training time of your clock tower siege units. Mm -hmm. Uh, you can't do that anymore. So, uh, as much as I'm sad to see that go, I think it's a good change. Probably for the best. Yeah. Um, and then uh, reload drills, reload bonus reduced. Yeah, so uh, this because is they're the, too good. <laughs> I yeah, think we could probably we could probably go a little faster here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the the, the unique uh, reduction, uh, reload reduction uh, bonus of the of the bombards. So um, again, another bombard nerf. 
Yeah. Anessa B's uh, damage versus ships did increase from zero to four. So there you go. No, oh, what, whatever. So it didn't do anything before. Now, now it does something. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think four extra damage isn't going to do anything. This is kind of a whatever. Whatever. Uh, and then yeah, then then we have the uh, Holy Roman Empire here. Um, prelate base movement increased. Um, I mean, these are all like it's from one point zero to one point one two. Like it is a nice change, but it's not like it. Yeah, it's it's not massive. It's not massive. Um, but it could it could it makes the unit feel special, like the prelate, right? Which is the base yeah. of the the sib. So I I think it does make sense in that sense. Um, and also the fact that they now have in, uh, inspire cast range increase from three to four. So they're they're a little yeah, more versatile. Is... They they feel a little more like a hero unit without being a hero unit. Yeah. yeah that that tile increase from three to four doesn't sound like a lot but i actually think it's it's pretty big um and yeah i mean the the prelate is the you know sort of backbone of of your economy it, inspiring villagers by like 40 percent, absolutely crazy so just getting an increased range on that uh feels really good if you're an hre fan um it's uh it. it's, it's, it's good news <laughs> for you yeah for sure um, I will say the, uh, yeah, I, I think, I think it's good. Okay. Mongols real quick here. Um, they just kind of nerfed the raid ability. They thought it was too strong. Like a lot of times you, you get a lot of damage early and get too many bonuses from it. So yeah, um, the bonuses you get have been decreased. Um, uh, there's something here that, uh, that I'm not seeing, and maybe this was an mm -hmm. earlier patch. Mongols actually start the game now with less stone. Uh, mm. Sorry, less uh, wood. They only start with 150 wood. Um, well, because I, I do remember there was a time like Mongols just felt like the sieve that everyone was abusing. So I, yeah, I, think... I mean, th they still are. <laughs> they, they've, <laughs> they've been nerfed, but I think their win rate hasn't changed. I, I think they're still very powerful. So I think there could be... There are a few They're going to keep tweaking things. Mongols, I feel. Like, they don't want to yeah. absolutely destroy the Civ because it's it's probably what... I mean, not maybe the most, but I think it is very friendly to newer players. You think? I don't Well, I don't know. okay, okay, so, sorry, let me, let me put it this way. It is not friendly to newer players, but you can cut... It's a lot easier to come up with cheap strategies that win you games <laughs> without being, like... Yeah, sure, I mean... <laughs> Mongols are are easy to to cheese and abuse, and if you don't know how to deal with it, then you just get get owned. Um, but you know, with, with experience, then you know. You I think can, you're right. There's a lot more depth that you can you can find in Mongols that I'm sure new players aren't using, and especially with like the stone and the ovo. Like there, there are there are some mechanics that are quite complicated. I think the fact that yeah. you don't have to build, you know, population things is helpful to newer players yeah um, and us lazy ones <laughs> um, yeah but... i actually i actually have a have an opinion on that sorry i have a lot of opinions nah throwing <laughs> this this is an opinions show i need you to give me your opinions. okay perfect i actually think uh the gur which is the unique uh resource drop-off needs to provide uh should provide um a population increase i don't think I think it should take the form of a house for the Mongols. Not, you know, not necessarily by 10, could be by like 50, so they don't have to build as many of them. But I definitely think part of the reason Mongols are so strong is they don't have to spend any wood on building houses, 
which other civs do you know over the course of the game you you spend hundreds and hundreds of wood just to build houses um so i think uh, playing around with that could be an interesting uh an interesting solution and maybe their town centers could give more more population i don't know i'm just sort of throwing out ideas i think uh i think mongols are still even though they've been nerfed they're still very powerful um there's a few more things that can be done to to bring them on, on the to, to the same level as the other civs without of course destroying them you know i don't want to see mongols completely made unplayable uh no for sure that 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 would not not be helpful no um <laughs> Yeah, no, this this is great. Uh, last thing here, uh, the Rus, um, their high armor technology and the fine new guns reload bonus time reduced. So, um, just a little, little, little touch up. Yeah, there. another another bombard nerf uh, for the nerf for for the Rus. Um. So. I yeah so that, sorry that's your newest patch with AOE four. Um, I do want to preview like AOE four does have some giant tournaments coming up. Um, I think this is what we've been waiting for with AOE four. Um, when it comes to the prize money, um, tournaments, I, I hope there's going to be a lot of viewership. It would be really nice to kind of see it get moving in March here. Um, uh, as I'm trying to find the the tournaments here. Uh, uh, that 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 where are my SD tournaments? I think um, there's one going on right now, or at least some kind of qualifier, because I've seen some games on on YouTube. No Viper, Doubt, sounds uh, about right. Uh, they're they're playing now, and and some YouTubers are casting their their games, and I think it's a qualifier <laughs> event. Okay, okay. I I don't know if it's this. So there, there's actually I think there's a tournament coming up really, uh, really soon, um, and this is the N4C hosted by Neely AOE, so the German uh, the German broadcaster. He's great. Um, you can check up his uh, Twitch channel for the event. It'll be happening. The end date of the event. So the start date will actually be um, next week, the 5th. Um, and the end date will be the 13th. So one week from now, you'll have the start date. And then week after that will be the end date. But I am so excited for this. Sorry, this is like, there is so much nostalgia. And it's just like such a nice mix um, of, of these um, Age of Empires and uh starcraft players like i'm I'm sorry i'm just having nostalgia trip right now so i want to name some of the players in this in this tournament this is a hundred thousand dollar tournament by the way different types of qualifiers to get in um some people made it in through doing well in like the the other tournaments previous aoe4 tournaments but um i'm I'm gonna throw some names all right and matt tell me if you remember these all right i'm just just curious okay (laughs) okay i'm I'm ready Uh, for a for a throwback throwback here the muslim oh my gosh yeah so yeah. the Muslim is a term. I would say he's probably one of the biggest AOE4 streamers right now. Um, so he he's doing quite well for himself streaming AOE4. Marine Lord. Uh, yeah. Who who can? Uh, I think he's ranked one. Oh, 100%. Uh, he's num- been playing this number game also. one. Yeah, I think he's ranked number one. Uh, in the the ladder, the the beta ladder. Um, Beastie QT. Yeah, that's a name I haven't heard in a long time. Um. We actually have the Mista, who who is uh, really cool because he comes kind of from Age of Empires Online and Age of Mythology. So I I, I did hear about him in the previous tournament. Um, Leenock. Uh, not familiar, but you know it, you don't remember. Oh it, my! It, it does ring a bell. It does ring a bell. So Leenock was probably one of the biggest names, kind of in Korean StarCraft. So okay, um, and like and like I'm talking like a decade ago. I'm not talking. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah. So, so this is, and then like they're up against the Viper, right? The Viper is kind of the AOE two representative there. Uh, yeah. 
I am so excited. Sorry, I I am actually really excited for this tournament. I'm gonna make sure to to catch this, especially the final final days. Um, yeah, I'm I'm pre- I'm pretty hyped. Uh, I hope the viewership does well. I think that's a big thing that um that I I'm I'm kind of a little bit worried for with AOE four, but I think with a hundred thousand dollars on the line, that will definitely be it. There's another tournament at the end of March called the Golden League, um, which is a hundred twenty five thousand dollars prize pool, and uh, it hasn't really gotten going yet, but um, but it's by Elite Gaming Channel. I I believe this is the mic. Yeah, this is the Microsoft sponsored one. Um, I wonder if if the N N four C is actually also Microsoft sponsored. It is sponsored by Microsoft as well, so it's so cool. They're putting some money into the esports. We'll see see if it takes off. Um, but I'm I'm really hyped for this AOE four tournament, which I'll be watching. Um, Sorry, listeners. I know AOE2 has been the focus, but I to me, it's like it's always names, right? Like I always identify names. So seeing Viper, right? The 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 greatest Age of Empires player of all time. I think I think that's kind of bar none, right? Like I think I think yeah, that's, I think that's not, fair to say. Like over the course of the whole career, right? I don't think that's a false statement. Um, playing in AOE4 just as well as he plays in AOE2 is is amazing. Yeah, um, I my- actually think. I, I'm sorry, I'll cut you off here. I actually no think he's a lot more impressive in AOE 2. What he's able to do in Age of Empires 2 is is inhuman. It's absolutely insane. He's really, you know, really up there. And there, it's really no surprise that he's been winning all these tournaments. Yeah, and I think with AOE 4, there's still that new game shine where I think it's like... If anyone like put in enough time, they would they get to it. But like everyone's kind of like not sure yet because they're just not sure what the game's gonna look like, right? Um, and to that effect, I think we've kind of seen the fall of the the boom, right? The the game release boom worth AOE four when it comes to specifically, I'm gonna say individual streams. I think we're yet kind of the verdicts out on like the esports tournaments because I think those will always do a little bit better and those can definitely get a more consistent viewership. Um, however, with with aoe for like individual streams i think there's a couple big players you know harrow when he streams it um viper uh the muslim um grubby uh there's a couple a couple big ones when they're streaming it that they do well but in general there's just i think that shine of like oh it's a new new game there's all these people watching is gone um and so you know now now it's the time to build up and see if anything happens from it but it seems like AOE two in the sense of like regular streamers is a much healthier place, right? There's a much more consistent fan base, um, but it's not necessarily crossover. I think we've talked a little bit about this that AOE two and AOE four is not crossing over as much. So, no, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, they are fundamentally different games, and they don't step on each other's toes. They are very much distinct, um, and uh, yeah, like you said, uh, I do think a little bit of the new game hype has died down, but I think these major tournaments that are coming up uh, will March probably... March is the month. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I think, uh, I think it'll increase the visibility uh, of the game in the eyes of the public, and I think it, it, it would be good for the game. That, coupled with the release of the ladder, mm-hmm. I think is going to be huge. Yeah, I think there'll be something kind of a lot of people to focus on, and uh, we'll we'll kind of see where it goes from there. Um, however, I'm hyped for the tournament. Uh, what I did want to mention is the feel of the game, and I think I think this is where it's getting me. Um, the pace is slower, right? 
I think the game is a little more methodical than AoE 2, shall we say, and definitely StarCraft, but AoE 2 even, right? Um, and I I don't know if that's necessarily a bad thing, right? Um, however, this is my point, all right? AoE 4 is a solid, good game, right? But I don't know if it has enough kind of Is my biggest fear is is it just going to be like in a year from now it's like that was a super solid game and it was great um but it wasn't special enough to kind of really stand the test of time right um and that's kind of we'll have to wait to see um but maybe maybe it's from like watching or playing it's like it i've actually had more inkling to play aoe 2 recently than i have aoe 4 if that makes sense yeah, I, I think I, I agree with you. I think uh, the jury's still out on whether or not uh, AOE four is going to be, uh, you know, a, a a time timeless game like Age of Empires two is. Um, I uh, yeah, I, I do, and it's not bad. Um, it's just it's just you know it's 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 sorry. No, like... <laughs> no, no, I I know I I agree, but it's just some games are really great and they fizzle fizzle out and mm. uh for for various reasons and and we, we don't know we don't know yet obviously if if it's going to happen to AoE 4 um but I will say to your point about the fact that AoE 4 is methodical and kind of slower um I'm going to say in some ways yes in some ways no uh mm. dark age I'm comparing to AoE 2 mm, got it got, here. It, got it. the the dark age in Age of Empires 4 feels uh, is faster but more importantly it feels a lot faster um mm. and like there's another... more things happening to be fair in the dark age i think <laughs> yes like the first age yeah yeah there there are more things um the fact that you can build additional scouts right away out of your town center immediately is a game changer because you have a lot more things going on now if you choose to go that route you not only have to worry about your economy and balancing your economy and gathering enough resources to get to the next stage, or if you're doing some kind of rush um, to have enough resources for for your barracks or or, or archery range or whatever, uh, mm -hmm. not archery range, no archery ranges in, in Dark Age. Um, but now, if you have a second scout, you have a lot more APM basically to 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 focus on, um, so which I think is cool because. Age of Empires 2 Dark Age. I mean, I love the game, but Dark Age is a bit of a pain, uh, I will say. Um, the other thing um, with with uh, AoE 4 is that it doesn't feel, and I think this is a good thing, it doesn't feel like you're, you don't want to be rushing through the ages. Not necessarily. Um, you know, you might want to go for a fast castle age um, or some kind of tiny timing push but um feudal age in age of empires 4 actually feels like a viable age to stay in and and fight in whereas mm -hmm. in age of empires 2 feudal age just kind of feels like uh yeah you know you can make some scouts or archers and raid your opponent but you can't win in the feudal age that's not unless your opponent surrenders of course but you know you can't get you can't bring the town center down. There's, there's just no chance. So feudal age feels like a bit of a transitionary age where, okay, I'm in the feudal age. I'm just going to build my barracks and 
or sorry, I'm just going to build my uh, blacksmith and market and I'm just going to, you know, sell some resources to get that 200 gold and I'm just going to get to Castle Age because that's where the game really starts, quote unquote. Um, Age of Empires 2 feels that way, but Age of Empires 4 feels like, okay, I'm in the feudal age. I have access to, um, if I get siege engineering, I have access to battering rams, which is a game changer because now you can... Uh, effectively take down your opponent's base in the feudal age and so feudal age feels a lot more viable if you want to stay in the feudal age and fight in the feudal age you can certainly do that and you can win the game in the feudal age um or or not or you can move on you can go to the castle age um you know upgrade your units get better siege weapons so the fact that there are options um is is really really good in my opinion for sure, and I mean that's a great comparison. I think I think we'll uh, we'll 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 kind of uh, end it there because uh, we'll we'll leave it off there in discussion. Um, I think we've had an awesome episode, and I want to I want to leave them wanting more, you know. And I'm really I'm really playing yeah, with that expectation. If it's a month, from now. yeah, that's that's right. You got um, you got to you got to milk the uh, the cliffhanger. The cliffhanger. However, I, I I think you make some great points when it comes to like the effectiveness of the early game. And so like even if if I feel the game is slower paced, there is more things to do even with that like slightly slower pace. Um, I think I think there's some comparisons made that it just feels like sometimes with AOE four you have like a little more time to actually like think before you react. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, it's it, like the the pressure that the and I mean with some of these siege changes, I think that will actually still be the case. Um, where things just don't die as quickly um yeah but, for sure and but and mm-hmm. I, I don't want you know make no mistake siege is still very powerful uh and siege is still you know siege weapons are still necessary if you're going for a landmarks victory for example um can't win the game without siege weapons in, in my opinion uh it's just they've they were just a little bit too powerful and, they, and they've gotten nerfed that's all and, and i think that's great yeah i i, I think so too um yeah so we'll end the show here thank you so much matt for joining us um we actually did talk a little bit about the tournaments but i think i think we'll have more to talk about uh next month um i think so i think so uh next especially month. if i watch that tournament <laughs> the, that's the, right the... that's right i plan on watching uh not the whole thing I don't, I don't have that kind of time but at least you know the finals quarterfinals i think those yeah, maybe be the 13th interesting to we'll, see. I'll, I'll go watch it on the 13th at least uh the, the finals um yeah, but but uh, yeah, thank you for joining me. I hope everyone enjoyed it. These this will kind of be a common theme: AOE two, AOE four, both in the four, the the focus, and then AOE three sprinkled in there, um, and and any other topics like you know the Microsoft topic that we started the show off on. So thank you so much for listening. Uh, once again, if you want to join the discussion, we've actually had some great talking in our Discord. Our Discord has become a little more lively. Um, there's some newer players asking some questions, other people talking about what they think about it. And uh, yeah, we're actually getting a little bit of conversation going. And I'm, I'm very happy with that. So um, if you want to join our Discord, links will be included. Um, that'll get you the ability to play in our community tournaments and ability to talk to our our small, our nice little small community that we have here. Um which which is i for some people a good thing right because sometimes you th- go into a discord server and there's uh, like thousands of people and i'm like nah you only you only have like uh, 50 50 people here so yeah um, exactly and, less and intimidating only, less intimidating and you know we have like 10 people who like regularly talk from time to time so um it's a, it's a nice pace i think if you don't want to be overwhelmed by a million messages uh at least our discord server so uh thank you uh very much for listening thank you matt for being on the show and we'll see you uh next time peace Thanks for having me on. Uh, See you next time. Bye-bye.